what's going on everybody this is the out of towners episode three featuring legendary punk band the queers they were in town one night in elgin and another night in chicago and i was able to catch up with them in their green room during the show so you'll hear some uh the first couple bands some of the music and some tapping of the foot is actually the uh bass drum from the band playing so you really get a feel of you being backstage at the show with us and i mean joe queer super nice guy it's really weird when i was getting the songs from him for this episode and i was just texting back and forth with him and then it like hit me that i'm texting joe queer (laughs) and it's kind of it's kind of surreal at times but the fact that he's so approachable and so nice is just I, I can't speak enough good words of him and his bandmates during this tour. I thought it was also kind of cool to point out that uh, during this tour, they didn't have any direct support band touring with them. They made a point of uh, touring with local bands only. So every place they went, they only played with other local bands, which I thought was really, really cool for that kind of band because I know with Turbo Vamps, and like Chris with Bottle Kids, when you get the chance to play with a band, like Turbo Vamps just played with Teenage Bottle Rockets and Pears. And the past year we've played with Off With Their Heads and we've played some really, really cool shows. And you get that opportunity to play those types of shows with those types of bands. And it really makes that band's kind of career. So for them to specifically do that, I think is really, really cool. Um, But on to the actual content of the podcast. Uh, So many stories are thrown around that it's it's crazy. I mean, Joe talks about his days in the early 90s driving around Chicago with Ben Weasel. And, you know, when we talk about specific stuff with Chicago, he says it's really weird that we have such an awesome public transit system and that it's so easy to get to shows in different parts of the city which I feel as a Chicagoan, you kind of take for granted that the L and the CTA do such a great job of getting you where you need to go. Um, But other than that, we kind of talk about uh, the queer starting out. Uh, Them and Screeching Weasel were the first two like non-California bands on Lookout Records and kind of the quote-unquote good old days where zines were still a thing and that level of family he talks about the lookout family and how tight-knit it was and i get some advice from him on a band present day reaching out to labels and bottom line is have fun and build a firm songwriting foundation and the record label and all that stuff will come afterwards So it was really cool to get his kind of standpoint on it. And it's always crazy when someone can say, you know, I was talking to Joey Ramone and he said, I don't need a newspaper to tell me if a song's good or not. Like, I know if a song's good or not. And we're in that kind of generation gap where those stories are starting to be lost. And it's awesome to hear him kind of rehash all those stories from the queers in their early days and how it still applies to people now. Uh, One last thing, the queers have had a bunch of lineup changes in their history of being a band. uh, And we talk about how the band is still able to thrive and kind of be true to themselves, even with all the lineup changes. And it really hit home for Chris and I listening back to this interview when the band's talking about, you know, you take a step back and you realize all your friends are tied to music and are tied to this scene and this community. And we were looking at each other like, yeah, except for the one or two friends that we kept in touch with from high school or sports or whatever, 90% of our friends are all from music and It's one of those things that we don't really appreciate, but 
it's kind of something to really take away from this episode that the scene community, whatever you want to call it, is important to all of us. And it's really something to hold near and dear to your heart. Uh, So on that sappy, pathetic note, we will go on with this amazing interview This is The Out of Towners, Episode 3, featuring the queers. Enjoy. This is like the, you know, everybody in every town had a zine. Yeah. So now, like, this is kind of segue, you know, the transition. Function. This is coming mm-hmm. out of that. So yeah. It's like, oh, yeah, of course we'll help. Yeah. yeah, yeah like a cassette it. compilation someone mm-hmm. would put out, you know, for Mankato, Minnesota. You're like, who the fuck are you? We don't care. Yeah. And that's what bands on. So, you know, it's like, oh, of course we'll do it. Yeah. At the end of every year with like the local bands, I've been doing like an end of year compilation. So all the bands I've had on that year, it's like a free compilation. I don't do physical copies. So I just because I don't have like the backing for it. So I'm just like, put it on Bandcamp, download it if you want it. And it's just like a free for all for everyone. Uh, So, yeah, it's definitely it's been it's been fun. Um, so you're from Chicago? Yeah, I'm originally from Lombard, uh, which is... Uh, if you oh, know, Lombard like, is where Naked Raygun's playing tonight. Mm-hmm, yeah, so like Brower House is over there and whatnot. So, How far is that from you? Uh, in good traffic, 25 minutes. In where, normal where traffic. Lombard, where, how would you drive out there from the city? 290, straight west. 290? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. 290, you'd get off like right before it turns into 88. Oh, okay. Heading west. west. Yep. yep. Okay. Half an hour straight west, and you're in it. <laughs> yeah. For sure. It's one of those places, like, a guy was there that had a, a little club in DeKalb, and I go, of course I've heard of Lombard and DeKalb, and, like, you know, but I was yeah. like, if I had to drive there, I'd have to look at a map. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I report to the GPS, I'm like, wait, I've been by it, but. Yeah, you know, yeah, okay. sure. Yeah. yeah, so, and then I've lived in Chicago proper for eight years now. Yeah. So. Oh, okay. 
Cool. Yeah, so I've bounced around neighborhoods for sure. Is the kitchen still open? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah we the kitchen one. still open. Double Door is actually door. going through some stuff where they might have to relocate or close. Oh, really? So that's been pretty recent in the past couple months. But yeah, I mean, like Sub T is still doing good, Bottom Lounge and all that. If you've ever been Bottom over there. Bottom Lounge is still there? Mm hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Wow. Good thing about Chicago, there's like, there's new stuff, but the traditional old stuff stays around for a reason, <laughs> and it, it has the support to... Fireside Bowl, they kept saying, it's going to close, and it stayed open for about five more fucking years after I first started. I just went to a show at Fireside Bowl in September, so they don't, back do, there? they don't do a ton of shows, but like, yeah, with the do. right with the right person and the right phone call, they'll agree to get a show going. <laughs> that place, man, was always killer Sunday matinees. We did some insane shows there. Yeah. It was so fun back then. I mean, it's fun now. But, yeah. You know, it's, it's with, you know. So I think that's that a, guy in that yeah. first band, mm -hmm. I said, where did I meet you? John, I think his name is. And he goes, I settled at the bottom lounge uh -huh. at the fireside. He was through Brian. Uh -huh. I go, yeah, that's it. <laughs> and we were talking about some shows, River City Rebels, where they got beat up and all that stuff. And I said, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He was settling there, bottom lounge. Uh, mm. Maybe bottom lounge, I can't remember. But at any rate. That's crazy. Mm. So since we're talking about venues and stuff in Chicago, that's a great segue to kind of just launch into this and start it off. Welcome listeners. Uh, this is one of the new formats of the Frisky Moore Sessions podcast called The Out of Towners. I am delighted and honored to be with the queers this evening. They're playing at First Ward in Wicker Park and we're just going to kind of follow the same format as we have with the other ones. And we were just talking about venues and stories and things like that. So tell me a little bit about from your worldly travels and everything like that, what makes like Chicago or even the Midwest in general stand out or what are some things that are distinctly Chicago or distinctly Midwest that you've noticed? Chicago was always like kind of like ground zero in this, you know, between the West Coast and the East Coast, Chicago was like ground zero for you know, all the pop-up thing because of Weasel. Mm -hmm. And it was such a big scene when we came out here. We couldn't believe it. The first time we came out, we played McGregor's in Elmhurst. Okay, we yeah. Flew, actually, B-Face and I took the train. Our drummer, Roger, flew. And uh, we were like, man, this is amazing. Look at this, you know? And then that was the first time in, like, 91. And so it was always, like, Grimes here between, the, you know, California, Mm -hmm. in New York and Boston and all that it was like Chicago was just huge so Chicago is really unique and has it, it's um, a kind of punk heritage it was always super cool it, yeah. to me it's like you know being home out here I'm so comfortable been out here so much so uh, but we had some of our best shows here through the years I mean yeah. almost every show has been great it doesn't matter if it's a metro or fireside or um, or Beat Kitchen once or wherever. We had a bunch of one-offs that I can't even remember. And, like, I don't think we've ever had in our career a bad show in Chicago. Yeah. And I remember we great. played some, Brian might remember, but some small one-off club in a snowstorm that we barely made it here from Minneapolis. Oh, and it was, like, about a foot of snow. And everybody, the, the uh, I guess you guys call it the L. Yeah. The L was still running, so everybody should. And it was like 250 kids, and it was like, fuck, man, I'm going to fall that <laughs> oh, too, you know? <laughs> we were like, fuck, is it going to be canceled? But everybody was in town, you know? So, yeah. uh, I mean, last night we played Elgin. Yeah. And it was a really good crowd out there at the Dutch Inn. And then tonight, mm -hmm. Brian's like, oh, no, it won't overflow, and it won't. Tonight Tonight will be like way. That was a rad show, but it, tonight will be, you know, the crowds don't overlap, so it's really cool to play here in Chicago. Mm, yeah. So, I don't know. Chicago's got its own vibe. We always liked it. Um, for us, coming from New Hampshire way back in the day, I remember we were driving with Ben Weasel down the street, me, B-Face, and Ben Weasel in the Screech and Weasel band. And, like, we had a show on a Friday with Weasel. And uh -huh. this was, like, way back, like, I don't know if it was McGregor's. It might have been Benny's. I don't know. It was something small. Anyway, okay, we were talking yeah, about yeah. 1990 or something. And so we saw some dude at a stop sign here in Chicago with a Ramon shirt and a leather jacket. 
And we're like, pull over, pull over. And Ben's like, why? And we're like, let's tell this dude about the show. And he got the biggest kick out of it. Because, <laughs> like, back in New Hampshire at the time, we put flyers up. And we're like, if we saw someone walking down the street, like, boards from New Hampshire, we're like, dude, dude, come over to my house tonight. You know, we're having a show at Joe's Barn or something. Yeah, I went to the yeah. farmhouse where Sludgeworth stayed for about a week once. Anyway, um, you know, Screeching Weasel played New Year's Eve there and stuff. Uh-huh. And so that's what we were coming from. He got the biggest kick out of that. He was like, no, pull over. He's like, we don't know this guy. We can just pull up and say, dude, come to the fucking Screeching Weasel queer show. We don't know who he is. He's probably into Smashing Pumpkins or something stupid. And we're like, really? We're like, dude, well, we don't mind going up. You know, we were just like so into it. So it was quite, that's where we were fucking coming from. When we came to Chicago, that was where we grew up. Yeah. Through Vapid and Ben Weasel, and hanging out and starting to meet the guys from Sludgeworth and you know Pat Buckley and and Joe Sappy and like all these Doug Ward and that he he had the record label Doug Ward and uh, that I think put out the first Weasel album. Uh, I forget what the name of that was. I forget. But then we met who was the Hispanic guy? Uh, he wrote it for uh, Martin. He's in. Um, they actually go down to South America, the Hispanic guys, uh, low something or other. Uh, oh, they're kind of well-known, <laughs> too. But he, he was there, and he was the one who did the stickers for the uh, the, Bud- the Weasel, Screeching Weasel beer. It was Weasel Brow. He did the stickers <laughs> for Weasel Brow, Martin. I got to talk to Ben Weasel, and I'll email you. Yeah, definitely. And you'll know the band. It was kind of, you know, very well-known. And we played a show with them, and like all these Hispanic punk kids, you know, from the project showed up and were like, whoa, man, this is cool. And they welcomed us with open arms yeah. because we were friends with Martin. Uh-huh. And, and otherwise, we would never have gotten in there. And I don't think other bands would play. They just were like, oh, it's not, you know, we were like, oh, fuck, it was all cool because people showed up. Mm. So uh, it was like amazing how big the music scene is here and how it branched off. And I lost touch with him, but boy, he was one of the good ones. Um, mm-hmm. yeah, if I, I'll email you the name yeah, of the band, definitely so let's do include that, that um, if you can. Yeah, I'll, I'll have the whole description yeah. stuff, so anything uh, that like, we was, forget uh, names was or Was it Los Crudos? Oh, yeah, Los yeah, Crudos, yeah. Kudos. And what's the guy's name from the, the main leader? Was it Martin, uh, or am I wrong? Uh, Los you could be right. Uh, anyway, that was <laughs> that was a huge scene. Yeah, Los mm-hmm. Crudos. They were fucking huge, dude. And that's how I met him through Weasel, and then he kind of branched off, and so we kind of lost touch. And I was so sorry to lose. You know, it's like it, when I first started playing. It's so funny. I thought that we'd always be in touch with all these guys, like Pat Buckley, and like uh-huh. guys that would stay. Uh, Doctor Bob, he died. And, um, you know, I thought we would be in touch with all these guys for the rest of our lives. And so it's weird I, that we lost touch. But it's like mm. playing music now is like I've had about 18 lives. <laughs> but seriously, you know, and I went out with this chick and then when like our early days in Chicago and like, but to get back to your main thing, not to drift off too far, Chicago's, no, no. Oh, we've always had good shows, been welcomed. And, um, it, it's always fun to play here. There's good energy, and so yeah. it's 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 unique in that it's just really cool energy, and everybody here kind of gets the joke, you know. <laughs> I really really like it, you know. Yeah. Not, not so pretentious, but like you can walk through the crowd no matter where we are. It's mm. just like I've got a thousand friends or something. Like, hey, yeah. Joe, what's up? Hey, man, what's up? How are you? Yeah. You know, and, you know, uh, but that's kind of an offshoot of the lookout thing, I think, where mm-hmm. like a lot of those people, we all cared about each other, and like, yeah, well, we don't see each other now. Oh, the other night, and Cincy, that girl who yeah. we played, or she had a zine, and we played, stayed at her and her boyfriend at the time, Chip's house, and she had a zine, and, and you know, she came from the lookout crowd, and now she's got two kids, brought her kid to the show, and you know, more often than not, like all that lookout gang, everybody turned out okay. Yeah. There are doctors and their lawyers and their cops and there's like housewives and they're like good uh-huh. parents and they're good people. Yeah. But yet, when I, whenever I talk to them, I go, man, we all came out of Lookout and Green Day and all that. <laughs> yeah. And all of us, it made us who we are, you know? Yeah. I was like, you know, a little older than those guys, but um, that's how we kind of grew up is through the lookout thing and you know mm-hmm. um 
And so it was a real, it's so it's it's neat. Like I won't, we won't see those people a lot anymore because uh-huh. they don't go to punk shows and get drunk and all that. <laughs> but they're the same people still, you know. Yeah, so I got exactly, a yeah. Robin about that, and uh, her uh, her zine was called, I think, Exotic Underwear or something like oh, that. Nice. Yeah, it's pretty funny. We're laughing about that, but right. um, she, uh, yep, she's doing great. You know, yeah. she's a good mom, and so Lookout thing was really, really super cool. And I haven't seen anything come close to that. You know, the Green Day, mm-hmm. you know, Rancid, Op Ivy, Screeching Weasel, Careers, MTX thing, and it was like super cool. And we're able to play because of that. You know, yeah. Still to this day, twenty some odd years later, oh, I was yeah. like, oh my god, this is great. But, <laughs> You know, a couple times I thought of getting another restaurant. I sold my restaurant. I, I was running my restaurant on a Friday night. Larry Livermore called uh-huh. and wanted us to fucking do an album. And she, Weasel was the first band not from California on Lookout, and we were the second band not from California on Lookout. Mm. And I went down that road. You know, I was like, going. Oh, I said to my dad, I'm like, I'm going to sell the restaurant and go down this path and see where it leads. And I'm 20 years later, we're playing. But yeah, you know, it's it's been. I didn't go to college, so it's an education. You know, mm-hmm. I was telling these guys, it's like there's a lot of lessons to yeah. be learned from this. Yeah, you know what I mean. I used to think like I had to be like famous in a Rolling Stone and learn all these lessons about life and be friends with Bob Dylan. And it's like, no, 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 no. There's there's That'd lessons right, plenty of them right down here where the rubber meets the road. Yeah, the punk scene. And you mentioned so. Lookout Records, and I, that's one yeah. thing I wanted to talk to you guys about sure. was from a band starting out and. Like, granted, some people have the education, some people have no fucking idea about sure. the business end of it. Yeah. But what advice would you give to a band that first wants to make that step and kind of start approaching record labels? Because I know yeah. with you guys, it's been really, really good or not so good. And kind of how, like, what are it's, some... It's changed. Yeah. These guys know. They're, they're about the their own. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what are some, what's like, like a... May like definitely do this, definitely don't do this. Work like, on songs. Huh? Work on songs. Yeah. <laughs> there's, I no, would, there's no songs. Yeah. Yes. No mm-hmm. one has but I, I would say get along and have fun. Yeah. Yeah. yeah and if good. it's gonna suck at first, then it's only gonna be like getting work get worse and worse. Like if you don't get you know, just if you have fun first, yeah. like you know, yes. like making an album. Exactly. If you make if you have fun making an album, it's gonna be great. Right. And it's gonna you know, if it's a pain in the ass, it's gonna suck. And then branch off from there. If you're having fun and you got a good core unit, work on the songs, right. then and, and be like Joe Ramon taught me, we we're just talking about that be be honest with yourself. Be your yeah. own worst critic. Yeah. He told me, be your own worst critic. And he goes, I don't need to read a fucking newspaper review to know if a song's good. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? But yeah, a lot of bands true. do. They believe their own bullshit. Like, yeah. you know, because an album sells, they think they're great. It's like, dude, your album sucks. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Like, that's how we felt about Move Back Home. Sold really well, but we're like, Ooh, we could do a lot better, you know. And yeah. it was like, oh, dude, I like it, blah, 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 blah. A lot of people like beat off and move back home because of the time frame it came out, and everybody's nostalgic for that era. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I remember it. But yeah. if you got right down to it, like, then we did love songs before, and we did don't back down too. And we were like, yeah. I was like, oh, these are good albums. I, I didn't need to. I knew what we were doing like, oh, this is gonna be killer, man. Yeah. And. Uh, so you got to yeah. be your own worst critic and, and don't listen to the reviews. But you, you got to have yeah. fun at first, I think. Right. And from there, you got the foundation yeah. and, and you pull together and and build yeah. up. Because it's different when we started. Dude, everybody had a scene. You could fucking call yeah. up. We, we'd be on tour. <laughs> yeah, that's the thing where it's like a lot of times now everyone's so ingrained in like, oh, since I can record myself, like I feel that I can do everything myself. And it's like, well, there's some, right. like there's a reason record labels are a thing like even if it's a little DIY like regional label like they're there for a reason they can still help you and they know things about getting it in stores and how the legality of it works that you just focus on the music but yeah yeah yeah, a lot of people I don't know it's changed a lot yeah like we be we go on a tour, I'd set the tour up, and then like, I remember we were at the Scooby Don't house in Minneapolis, and then we were there hanging out till like Thursday when we were going to like KC or something, and then Tuesday afternoon, Bill, who ended up in, I still call him Bill Scooby, but he's in Dillinger 4, Dillinger 4. he actually toured one tour with us on guitar too, oh, Bill. Nice. <laughs> yeah. 
And uh, so Bill's foodie. And uh, so he's like, hey, dude, man. This is like Tuesday morning. They're like, hey, man, my buddy Jimmy down there, man, Kato, said they're doing a show this afternoon, like this evening around 5. Can you guys show up? They'll do a show. And you jump, maybe 250 kids there, man, Kato. Like, word of mouth. We've been there a few days. <laughs> yeah. I'm not kidding. We That's did it. On a Tuesday afternoon. Yeah. We all played early, so everybody got home by 8 or something. It was like... You know that's nice. how it was. So it's it's the landscape's quite a bit different, mm. but um, but you know in music, there's a lot of like it's a highly inexact science. There's a lot of curveballs, as we know. Yeah. <laughs> and you, if you're friends and you get that friendship, then everybody grab an orb, start rolling, pull together, and yeah. then everything's gonna be okay. You know? Yeah. But yeah. If you, he's right. If you're having fun, it's. That's, that's yeah, awesome. you can pull. You can pull through the tough yeah. times. You're just like, yeah. okay, you're gonna run into everything else will fall. You're gonna run into bullshit. Yeah, run into bullshit and assholes and, and friends will rip you off and it's just like, well, you know, whatever. You move on. You know, fuck mm-hmm. it. So, yeah. Well, what we'll do is we'll uh, now we'll take a little break. talk about especially with you guys as a band is with all the lineup changes how do you feel you've been able to keep the integrity of the queers and have all the lineups and the sound of every album still be able to be a queers album where it's not you haven't strayed so far away from it where it's almost a different band entirely how have you been able throughout all the years and all the lineups to kind of keep that consistent Mainly because I write the songs. Uh-huh. You know <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I mean, but uh, it's yeah, it's almost like yeah. a solo thing now. But like, I made sure, like, we got good musicians. You know, these guys are really good musicians. We're starting to really click good now. Yeah, they're in their own band, so um, stuff up here. So, no, yeah, you're good. But we've had good lineups. So 
that's how we've been able to get through it because we put on, you know, we play good. If we had like vastly inferior bands or guys that weren't into it or whatever, yeah, we couldn't have done it. But you know, Chris and Dave, I've got like a couple of drummers. Alex is like up on full time pretty much now, and then Patrick's been doing a lot of the shows on bass. But we got we're all kind of like family. It's a loose knit uh-huh. group, so. Chris and Dave from John Cougar Concentration Camp were off and on. Wyatt from the Pity Horse, these guys, Teenage Rehab, Parasite Diets, his band. And so we kind of have known each other for years. And yeah. so it's a loose-knit family and there's always someone, Josh from Red Girl from Records, the Reggie Nathans, like he'll fill in. So everybody brings, they're all good musicians and everybody brings a little bit something different to the yeah, table. Sure. So we might play like, Punk Rock Girl is slightly different, but it's still like good. And so yeah. we've been able, like, when we get up there, like, we play good. Yeah, yeah. And then, you know, it's like Screeching Weasel, you know, or or whoever. I always say it doesn't matter if it's me and your grandmother at a grass girl with a ukulele singing fucking <laughs> and a clarinet singing fucking, you know, goodbye California. If I'm on stage singing, it's the queers. Yeah. So uh, I look at it like that. But we've had good lineups, but. It keeps it fresh too because mm-hmm. you keep the same members and um, at this level, like Dave, he kind of left to go work a job. He wants to get married. I don't know what's going on with him, but uh, he was in for a long time. But it's hard at this level because it's hard to live off it. So everybody's got their life. So we're kind of in yeah. that gray area where yeah, we can live. I do, but it's kind. Of, I pay, try to pay my guys good, but. It, it's hard. We don't tour all the time, so you know you can't tour nonstop, and so it's kind of a little give yeah. and take. But, but we make the most of it, and we're able to, you know, certainly come home with a paycheck. So uh, mm-hmm. it's been pretty good. So that. But anyway, I, I've got fan. good guys. We're fans. Like I'm a Queers fan. Right? Yeah, I'm 31. I've been a fan since I was 14. Uh, 31. Yeah. Damn, you're too old, boy. Get out of here. Time to go. It's time to go. So are you 22, dude. Yeah. So are Queers fans. Yeah, so that's fun, dude. I'm I'm happy to be here. Yeah, that's it. That's it. Yeah. So that's how we. But yeah, if we sucked on stage, our draw would go. We wouldn't. They would like it, but. Uh huh. Yeah. Should be good. I'm looking forward to playing tonight. Yeah, definitely. It's good. This is a good vibe here. Have yeah. you been here before? I've been here not for a show. I was actually here for a donut fest <laughs> where they had like different donut shops. <laughs> like, better, like, because <laughs> <laughs> this this restaurant venue has only been open, I think, a couple years, three or four open. years yeah. max. Okay, yeah. So. Now, having, I mean, having booking shows here has been fairly like within we, the last year. He I would told say. me that. That's what Brian mm-hmm. said. Who we've worked with for twenty some odd yeah. years. Yeah. How do you get around? Do you have a car? Or do you just take? I have a car. Um, it depends on where I am too. Like I did. Uh, like all yesterday, I was recording with my band for a new album, and then today I where, was. Where? What studio? Uh, my buddy Mickey Kraft has multi-track recording. It used to be in Wall to Wall. It's in like the River North area by like that Rock and Roll McDonald's. Um, But that is curious. Yeah. He moved and he just rebuilt like in his garage kind of thing. So he's kind of doing it himself. Uh, But yeah, did that and then so I had to go from like way out and then go to my buddy, my engineer's place to mix and then come here. So I'm like, if I didn't have a car. I could technically take the bus and the train everywhere, but it'd be like fucking three sure, hours, yeah. like hopping buses and trains and transferring. So if it's convenient, yeah. it's so much easier, especially on the north side here. So much of the street parking is permitted. Yeah. So you need to like buy an additional city sticker to like park in your residential area wow. or it's meter parking, which now is like its own contracted private company that does the meters. So they can charge four dollars an hour in certain areas for meter parking because they know it's popular. So we so we, we digress. Yeah. We, we anyway. Um, oh, that's interesting. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, the parking and like commuting here, it's kind of that's another thing where it's like you notice venues that are 
still around are close to all the public transit. Yeah. So I everyone can get it. If there's a venue that's out in Bufu that you can't take a bus or a train to, it's not going to last very long. Yeah. But. Guys mm-hmm. yeah, are curious. I always like, you know. Yeah. Like watching old movies and like, how do these people take a shit? You know? Like, yeah. How do you get around anyway, man? You know, I'm always like, yeah. Like to hear. I always ask people, like, you know, when we're talking about music or something, like, where do you work, man? What do you do? You know, I just kind of like to know what people do. You know? <laughs> yeah. Oh, who, me? Yeah. Blah, 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 blah. It's interesting. So, right. Yeah. yeah. And there's, and that's the other thing too is like with jobs and stuff. And you guys probably know from touring and restaurant industry is sure. Most people in bands are in some way tied to the industry, and it's like, well, yeah. Friday and Saturday nights are when I make all my money at the bar, yeah. so let's play Tuesday and Wednesday and yeah. complain yeah, when no, five right, people right, come right, to the show. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. But, you know, Did nature you go to a piece. show last night? Uh, no, I was not. I was, I was at the studio from 10 a.m. to... What, what's your name? Turbo Vamps. It started off as like Turbo a, Vamps? Yeah. Oh, someone had a t-shirt yeah. on today. Uh, or last really? Night. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Turbo Vamps. Where did we see it? Was it last night? I think so. I know I flashed on Turbo Vamps. Who's Elgin? Elgin. Someone had a t-shirt Hell on yeah. Was like, yeah, uh, it was a shorter guy, wasn't it? I just remember seeing it going, oh, I wonder what that is. Turbo Vamps. Yeah, oh, okay. that's us. I'll, God, send, damn, I'll send you stuff, yeah. <laughs> right. Huh? What do you play? I'm lead vocals. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but I do the majority of like the songwriting and stuff like that. So, That's cool. but yeah, actually, the last, yesterday we laid down all the drum tracks for the EP that we're doing, and on that day, ten years ago, was our band's first practice. So like, our first show was six six oh six because were children like that and we thought it was the fucking coolest thing to play on 666 so in June for, for like our first show will be our That's 10 year good. anniversary for that so yeah that's when a bunch of kids listen to nothing but like the addicts and misfits and somehow try to combine the two <laughs> Yeah, like a street cool, punk horror punk new wavey experience. Where'd you go to high school? <laughs> I went to Willowbrook in Villa Park. So like where you Villa played Park? it. Yeah, oh, so okay. it's like if you're going west down 290, it's Elmhurst and then Villa Park and then Lombard. Okay. So all the towns uh, okay. are like put okay. up okay. against okay. each other. Okay. So between Lombard, Villa Park and Elmhurst is like you can drive through all three towns in 15 minutes. <laughs> oh cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, going back to you guys though, uh, how, you know, you, you know like a lot of bands and like we of course like Skiba and all that end up in LA, what has kept you guys from being one of those bands that's either like in New York or in LA, like how have you guys stayed kind of like New Hampshire, Atlanta, like not gone to like one side or the other? I don't. I don't know, I never thought about it too much. I got yeah. married and moved down to Georgia because my wife went to Georgia State, so okay. it wasn't really a conscious thing where I woke up one day and called all my <laughs> friends, wasn't I'm like, moving to Georgia, <laughs> man, dude! Georgia's, Georgia's where all the action is, yeah, I need I, to get down there. <laughs> dude, I know, I was talking to Dusty Watts, he's like, yeah, I don't know if I could live in Atlanta. I go, oh, dude, I don't know, yeah, but <laughs> you it's, can't every place is you know, good and bad about every place. Yeah. You, know, you can say that about Chicago or... Mm-hmm where he lives outside Nashville or Paducah or no, LA Kentucky. or whatever, huh? you know. I live in Kentucky. Kentucky and you're Tennessee? Tennessee, yes. Nice. <laughs> Does your town have a name or is it just My Tennessee? town. <laughs> we call this guy Secret Squirrel because it's like problem with a P- POW. Like, name rank serial number. Don't say nothing. Look at him. We don't know. On this interview, he's just... Job properly, like okay. too busy, so I had to let it go. It sucks, but 
anyway. Yeah. I like producing, I really do. Yeah. We just did a little thing with, with these guys. Uh, that was one of the projects I did. It was fun. I yeah. liked doing it a lot. It was great. And I awesome. lot of, met a lot of, that's what I like about it, meeting the bands. I've made some good friends, but I just, it's like too busy out here. Like, oh, dude, I need to remix and blah, blah, blah. <laughs> bands bitch, and you know, it's like, yeah. Go let Shelby deal with it. I'm done. You know, our friend of ours that has a good uh -huh. studio. It's like, dude, I'm, I'm just, yeah, I got enough going on, so I'm not gonna do it. So yeah, it sucks, but um, anyway. Yeah. yeah. So talking about the future, is there anything big in the works for 2016, or is it kind of business We're gonna record an album next month. Oh, okay. And uh, and then uh, what else we got going on? Actually, got to work on that thing for some Rolling Stone thing. It's pretty interesting where they asked us to, they do a compilation for Rolling Stone magazine where it's John Malkovich uh, reciting the poem, some old ancient poem from like Socrates or something. <laughs> you know, he's so quirky anyway, and he's reciting it in his quirky way. Yeah. And then like, they asked us to do a uh, like remix of it or something, and so like Rick and Kaiser from the Cars, Yoko Ono is doing it with Sean Ono Lennon, Tweezel Zap by Chris Stein from Blondie. Like it's pretty big league, and, and you know there's some people doing it involved are past the queers. I don't know if there's other punk bands at our level doing it or what. I, I don't know, but anyway, so we're we're doing that remix, which is kind of a different thing than we do, but mm -hmm. we're gonna work on that and get that thing in and then we'll do a new album and um, and then what do we get I don't know it's back just, on the road for I, that or? no we won't no. tour for that particular thing but then, okay. well I mean for the new album we will yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. once it's out yeah, yeah. yeah. support and it and um, I think we got West Coast from the Dwarves and then and then we got a, a two week run we're, we're doing this tour all local bands opening. yeah so instead of like almost all the time we tour with two, one or two other bands, so it's like we go to towns and like the best band in Minneapolis would be on first because we're out with a three touring band. Right. So they yeah. get kicked to the dogs. Nobody would see them. We wouldn't even meet them half the time, much less hear them. Yeah. And so this tour, it's like all three or four sometimes local bands and like. Pretty much the whole tour. We've met some super cool bands. Yeah. We've met a lot of super cool people. Yeah, yes. mm -hmm. Last night was no it. different. Well, everybody's into it. Yeah, and, yeah. And a lot of bands that like would never get a chance to play with the careers are like, dude, I can't believe I'm playing yeah. with the careers. And they were so appreciative. Oh yeah. That we're like, oh fuck it. So they're pushing the show. So we're we're doing another two week leg at, uh, in late February, I think, or mid-February, something up to Canada and back, but it's That's all great. local bands, but it, it's fun, man. It's, yeah. you know, the only thing is, like, usually when we're out with a band or two on tour, the Dwarves or whoever, you kind of get the gear thing down, and this, every night's a little different, because normally we share gear, but, like, uh -huh. we don't know the other band, so it's hard. But that's the only thing that's <laughs> a little different, but it's no big, yeah. you know, you just, whatever. Yeah, it's yeah. But it's been fun. Because again, you know, we met fucking uh, the Piscanis last night, uh -huh. or Box Sledder, and yeah, all those bands yeah. are pretty good. Bong yeah. Dunes and The Usuals, they're playing out in Lombard with uh, Naked Ray Gun tonight. Uh -huh. And that guy, Kurt, he put on the show last night. He felt a little sheepish. He said, No, I can't come, dude. We're, we're over <laughs> up for Naked Ray Gun. Traitor! Yeah. Uh, <laughs> we didn't care, you know. But. Yeah, you know, every good, time we've met, people, yeah. we met some cool Absolutely. bands opening up, you know, we're in where Macon, we met Tape Fist, Hawk Moggy Drifter, yeah. you know, uh, just like, you, really you know, cool. but a lot of the bands were not too bad, really. Flamingo uh -huh. Nosebleed, we knew them, of course, and then yeah. we played with a band, the Snarks down there, and uh -huh. they did pretty good in, in Fort Wayne Thursday, and then yeah. I, I gotta go back and think about each show and remember the bands, but it's right. And you make you make a lot of new friends and like you know especially these guys are other bands smaller bands so they get a lot of connections and it's really cool and that's how music works you know yeah. you wake up one day and all of a sudden like all your friends are through music right yeah, it's <laughs> yeah. awesome and you don't think about it but it's like you know I was like that's how I met my wife yeah and where I am that's how I met these guys that's how I have friends in 
Italy and Japan, and I go, this is stuff, I'm not kidding you guys, I used to dream of. I don't know, I had this weird dream. I guess maybe it was like some deja vu thing that I uh -huh. knew might happen, but I was like, I just wanted to like go to Italy because of my band and see the Coliseum. It was a dream. I never thought it would happen, and then it like happened in, you know, or the Leaning Tower of Pisa, but yet the yeah. better thing is that I know people in Russia or Japan mm. or... Rome or Milan, you know, and you go, oh, wow, man, this is cool, or Toronto <laughs> or Boise, you know, and I go, I, I've got friends wherever I go. I moved to Georgia and I didn't really, you know, I got as many friends as I want, really, you know? <laughs> and it's really cool, so, yeah. but, you know, at, at this stage after I've been able to tour this long, it's like I, I really get more of a thrill on it. It's a blast by the shows, but meeting people, yeah, and you kind of see how things work, you know, and so it's, yeah. it's been pretty cool, you know. Because it's like, it's that same, like, kind of networking that's kind of gone yeah. to the wayside that, yeah. you know, stuff like this is why I do it, because I yeah. grew up, like, reading about, like, when bands went to Las Vegas, they knew to hit up seven seconds, and, like, mm -hmm. they would get taken right. care of, and you knew, right. like, right. call this person, because right. they're right. going to make sure that you don't get dicked over by right. this guy, right. like, you make sure you play this yeah. one, yeah. and yeah. it's, like, yeah. building, like, rebuilding yeah. that, it is, like, right. it's so important, and yeah. you realize, like, That's I'm, like, looking through people. my phone and, like, messages and stuff, and it's all, like, bands, and it's yeah. all people from all over. <laughs> but it's, 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 like, good... What I like about shows is like it's almost like a drug. It's like really addictive with the energy and all that stuff. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's real. It's really good energy. And like usually at our shows, like we're real tuned into it. I, you know, kind of talk to these guys about it. Like the older I get, like you feel the energy. Like we pulled up in front of like what was the club? We were like, we knew it was gonna be good. You know, we had the oh, Green Bay, Green yeah, Bay. And yeah, we're like, yeah. dude, I like this place already. We didn't even go in. You know, right? right. The club was closed and it was like four in the afternoon. I go, I like it already. You, know, I, you, you feel the vibe and it was yeah, like, fuck, yeah. this is going to be good. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know what? Those people probably were in the other side of that fucking place where Tom said oh, they yeah. were there. Yeah. <laughs> they had two sides and we were looking at oh, okay. into the show and there was a door through. And so we, he said, I think they're over there. We didn't realize there was the other bar. So. <laughs> but yeah, you, you feel the vibes and like here you come in and you go, Brian's here, and like and John, the guy that I said worked for Brian that had worked at Fireside and uh, uh -huh. and and Bottom Lounge, and so yeah. his band's opening up. It's like, oh, okay, this would be cool. You can Has there been a fun it. story where it's been the opposite, and you've rolled up to a place, and you're like, I, I don't know, guys. <laughs> like, I'm getting, I'm getting that bad vibe. <laughs> Providence, we thought there was not going to be a show. Providence, <laughs> <laughs> we didn't think Providence, Rhode Island was. I was like, this is gonna suck, and I was completely wrong. Yeah. <laughs> there was like no lights on or anything. And yeah, we were like, like being a great. Oh, okay. I mean, we were early, but I was like, I'm not feeling this. This is gonna suck. It was like a. Our friends uh, didn't know about Warehouse area, weird yeah. spot for a club, and like, uh -huh. you know, we were like, our friends in that town had not heard of the place. Oh. Stuff like that. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? And it was fucking packed. Yeah, it was awesome. Well, there you go. Yeah, we had a great time. It was it was fucking great. Yeah, yeah, off on a thirty-hour drive home. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's the only downside. But that's always the yeah. downside with touring in the Midwest. Is like all our friends in New York and like San Francisco are like, oh yeah, we can tour in a week and maybe put a hundred miles on the car. And we're like, what? We, like yeah. from here to Detroit, it's a time zone in like yeah. five hours. <laughs> we can't. Yeah. But. I won't keep you guys. I know we're on a time frame, so we're gonna listen to one more song, and then we're gonna do a little interview, kind of traditional questions, and have a little fun with that. So stay tuned and enjoy.
right, we're back. I have to write these ones down because I always forget them. Because I'm scatterbrained like that. Um, so we'll answer individually, so you have to participate in this oh, section. We're gonna do just try and rapid fire questions. Doesn't need to be a whole lot of explanation to these. Um, they're pretty straightforward. Uh, might need to dust the cobwebs for some of them, but the first one that I always like to ask is, what was the first? Cassette, CD, vinyl, and what's the first piece of music you remember buying with your own money? It's going first. Go ahead. I'll go first. Yeah. Well, I'll be honest, Michael Jackson Thriller. Ooh, there you first go. <laughs> 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 the peanut gallery goes wild. Oh, yeah. Next time, don't be honest, please. If that's the best you can find, dude. Uh, Metallica, Master of Puppets. Alright. He that he's lying to, his destroyed Michael Jackson. <laughs> Don't get the bear. <laughs> Man, I can't even remember fucking. Everybody would just give us cassettes. I mean, back then, probably, you know, Black Flag, probably. Yeah. I had some of those cassette tapes that probably something like that. <laughs> Or GGL or some though I don't think I paid for Gigi's. Yeah, I, it was some something okay. along those lines. Gotcha. One of the early punk, like the Damned or something. Okay. I it was all vinyl back, you know. Anyway, mm. it was going to be something like those early punk bands. Gotcha. Let's Next is uh, this is a two-part question. So it's your favorite venue to play. Uh, we'll do Chicago and then blow it out. Globally, what's been your favorite venue to play? Uh, for me, uh, Fireside Bowl. Okay. I played there once, it was great. And then, globally, what's been your favorite venue that you've played in? Uh, Fireside Bowl. <laughs> <laughs> you don't have to kiss my ass, it's fine. <laughs> no, no, he's telling the truth. I, I really enjoy playing at the, the Observatory in Santa Ana. Okay, nice. Uh, Reggie's. Reggie's? Yeah. played there a few times, mm -hmm. and, and with my other band. Um, and I'm not sure. It's Little Bit Melody Inn in Indianapolis. I love okay. It. It's, yeah. fun. God, it's fun. It's fun. It stinks there, though. <laughs> <laughs> in Chicago, God, I hate to, like, single anything out of here. I'd say probably the Metro, some of our okay. shows over there. But yeah. I, I, you know, Fireside Beat Kitchen Show was mm -hmm. good. Yeah. Reggie's, of course, I love playing there. Yeah. Um, Globally, it's hard to like say too. For some of the shows, have been really super cool. Um, what was that place in Madrid? Um, I don't know. I mean, one of the best places. The Observatory is really good, or the Fonda Theater. I'm thinking about some of the best shows we played that I remember. One of them recently that I remember was the. Uh, was the observatory with the Dickies, Queers, and Angry Samoans, and Kurtz being the perverts who helps Rody for us, or or the Fonda Theater with Screeching Weasel and the Queers, and I don't know who else played, but that and Richie Ramone came up and played with us. Nice. That that night was really special. Yeah, awesome. I got four or five. Where yeah. they were really <laughs> like whoa, man. This was like one time at the Metro. Uh huh. I remember walking off stage there when we had sold it out. And we encore with Chris and Dave and Steve and man, I was just like, fuck man, we just slayed it here. Yeah. So I have about four or five of those shows where like if you could just bottle it and keep it <laughs> and open it up. The, the stars have to be aligned, everything right. has to kind of work, the opening band and everything, and it's just like Yeah. Yeah, so Awesome. Yeah. If you could open up for one band, living or dead, who would it be? I know you guys have probably played with said group, but if you had your choice tomorrow to do be direct support for one band living or dead. The Ramones. 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 Turbo Vamps. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, great. Next time you guys are in town, we'll headline. Don't worry. Hey about everybody, it. send me a five spot to say that. <laughs> Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. It would have to be one of those legendary bands. Yeah. We opened up for the Ramones three times, so we, he's already done. We were lucky. Yeah, he's already done. We were lucky. Yeah, we were lucky. But yeah, it have to be someone like that. Well, CJ Ramon was telling us that he opened up 
a few shows for the Damned, and they mm -hmm. did like the Fonda Theater. Oh yeah, yeah. And then they went over to Orange County, the Glass House in Anaheim, and both those shows sold out. And I was like, wow, I didn't think so close to each other they'd sell out. Uh -huh. And um, Glass House isn't as big as uh, Observatory, the big room, but Fonda Theater is, I think. And uh, so I was quite surprised that both those sold out. So mm. um, anyway. Crazy. Um, but yeah, so. An unusual pet peeve that you have. Um, <laughs> okay, growing up in the South, people don't use their horns that often. Horns are for emergency situations only in your car. Right. So people who honk their horn just because just they're mad. lay down. It drives me nuts. <laughs> I, I can't stand it. Yeah. All right. People that don't tip. <laughs> it's usually me. It's not that one. Happy? Yeah. Him drinking coffee in the backseat. <laughs> <laughs> Do you have a problem drinking or what? Yeah, yeah, it's it's like no way was doing back there. It's like slurping noises. Slurping a little too loud. Yeah, yeah I'm just kidding. I, I can't even think of stuff like that. That's no stuff worries. like I get asked questions and you. Yeah. Like at three in the morning, we'll be back at the room, and I'll sit right, you know. Like, oh, I should have said this. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, I can't should have been your snoring. No. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> um. If you could think of one or two bands that you either saw live or heard on a record that you initially were like, I need to be in a band, what would be that band or bands? You guys hungry? Yeah, we are. Yeah, sure. But he was going to bring up menus. Okay. Uh, How long ago? It was about yeah, an hour. An hour ago. Oh, and I think he forgot. Yeah, I've talked to him since about the heat, so I think he forgot. <laughs> Um, so if you could pinpoint one band that you either saw live or heard on a record that you immediately were like, I need to start a band. Could you think of a band or like two bands that you either saw live or heard and you were like, I need to do what they're doing? For me, it's Black Flag. Yeah. yeah. The energy is <laughs> For him, Michael Jackson. <laughs> <laughs> no. Actually, though, just as, a, just as embarrassing, Striper. Okay. My first favorite band. I heard them, and I was like, this is what I want to do. And then it wasn't until later on, you know, with, with like Nirvana and bands like that came along. That's when I really started trying to start playing music. Hell yeah. yeah. Cool. Cool. <laughs> Striper. Yeah, I know, I know. <laughs> And, uh, See, this is, this. This. this is how we do this. Yeah, like, let's start kind of fucking lying about it, some of this shit. <laughs> Edit that out. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I told these guys a story. Like, we were starting a band, and then I had seen the original Black Flag. My brother lived in the South Bay, and I went to a show at uh, in Redondo Beach, I think it was. And I saw them and they were like small guys like me and I thought they were going to be, I hadn't seen a picture of them yet or something, I can't remember the whole thing, but I hadn't seen them, I didn't know what they looked like. Yeah. Went to a show with a few bands and they were headlining I, I asked, I walked in, the show was going on, I'm like, who is this black flag asshole? Like, I didn't know what they looked like. <laughs> they are just skinny little guys like me. Yeah. And it was like, whoa, man, that's black flag. It was like really empowering. It sounds dumb to say it but it was like you know we thought they I always thought they'd be across between the Ramones and a pro wrestler it's just like something <laughs> I just thought that you know what yeah. I mean like uh, they were going to be big straight off the football field and the they stage. were just like little skinny guys dressed up like in the clothes they graduated from high school a few years ago and they weren't like any pretentious fucking trying to look cool like with leather jackets or mo yeah. you know and I was like fuck wow it was so powerful that I called Wimpy back home at Tulum and I was like, dude, we, we, we could start a band, dude. I saw Black Flag and they're just like us, you guys. Yeah. They're just like us. We could start a band, dude. <laughs> if they could do a weekend. Right. You know, and, and so that was pretty. Uh, I remember that we, it inspired me to like realize I could do it. I was like, fuck, if that's Black Flag, then we could do it yeah. too, you know? So it was weird seeing him back then, but then when Rollins came in, as these guys were in the story, mm -hmm. he was what I imagined they would be. Big tough guys would beat you up if you, if you fucking looked them wrong, you know? <laughs> yeah. And so it lost a lot of the, they were way more powerful when they were just little 
little skinny dudes, yeah. you know. But for me anyway, but Rollins was always fun to watch on stage too. I yeah. think it was great. He was he was really <laughs> good with Black Flag, but anyway, so uh, Nice. But that was that was a big moment for me. I was like, holy shit, fuck, that's Black Flag. Yeah. I just couldn't believe it. Yeah. I was just a, yeah, I was just a, I was like, wow. I just, I, you know, I was like, fuck that. You couldn't hear anything. The sound was so <laughs> And there was no singer. And so one dude would get on stage and sing for a minute. And then they'd beat him up or toss him off and throw him <laughs> off the stage. And Dez would sing. And then they'd grab the mic and some other guy would sing. And it was like this whole bundle of punk energy. And it was just yeah. like nuts. <laughs> it was great, man. Perfect. Well, you guys have your menus. I'll let you guys oh, dig okay, in. Okay, great, thanks. Uh, yeah. If you could send guys, me a link, we'd like so to. Uh, yeah. We'd we'd like to. Uh, we'll post it up yeah. on our page and all that stuff. Oh. So you got me email, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. You yeah. Fit to like around twenty-five each. There's like some high-end steaks on there. Oh no, we're sure. <laughs> twenty-five each. Well, I mean, oh. order whatever you want. The burgers are great. The pastas are good. Oh, uh, we're we're just gonna probably get sandwich or a burger yeah. or something. Salads are yeah. good. Um, the deli part's closed. Just the restaurant's open. So, I, but there's I, a lot of food on here. So. All I wanted to do was get like a sandwich to take yeah. with us later or something. It's not gonna be That's all. Crazy. Yeah, no, no, no. I just want to get like a turkey sandwich or something. If you guys like want deli like, sandwiches, let me know. Just say, hey, just make us these deli sandwiches. And I'll that, make, that's I'll all. Make a, I'll make you a little plate of like sandwiches. That's that's, that's fine. That's, <laughs> we're not even picky. We're in the script and we'll take something back. Mario make it. There you yeah, go. Thanks. we don't care. Turkey any beef. Anything. Sure, Turkey and ham and cheese. We're not. We'll eat anything. anything. Pork, no vegans. Spicy. No spicy. No spicy. That's the only thing. Okay. But, uh, just uh, more basic sandwiches, like a club or something. Yeah. 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 Okay, okay, that's thanks, fine. Thank yeah. Thanks. Perfect. Well, yeah. Thanks, cool. you guys, so much. Dude, For you guys is, listening, have a good day, night, evening. Whenever you're listening to this, this has been Frisky Morris Sessions with another episode of the Out of Towners. Yeah. Later. <laughs>